Yes, sir. It's your girl, Raya X, and I'm currently at Piedmont Park, and I'm about to give you the news today. And my first topic is going to be Puerto Rican boxer Felix Verdejo charged in killing of a woman pregnant with his child. Feds say that the victim identified as Keshla Rodriguez, Ortiz, 27, was reported missing Thursday. Her body has recovered in the San Jose Lagoon in San Juan on Saturday. Ooh, motherfucking week. So it says, he turned himself in Sunday hours after authorities announced they had identified the body of a woman who was carrying his child and went missing last week. Verdejo, he was only 27 years old, is charged with kidnapping resulting in death, carjacking resulting in death, and killing of an unborn child, according to a criminal complaint filed in federal court in Puerto Rico on Sunday. The compliance said that the victim identified as Keshla Rodriguez, Ortiz, 27, was reported missing on Thursday. Her body was recovered in the San Jose Lagoon on Saturday. The complaint said that she was identified via dental records. According to a statement released by Puerto Rico's Institute of Forensic Science on Sunday, Verdejo self-surrendered on Sunday. Marie Lovett, a spokeswoman for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Puerto Rico, told NBC News. Ooh, wee, this is spicy. It says he appeared in court Monday morning where he was ordered held. So he was ordered held without bail. The criminal complaint said a witness to the crimes told the FBI that Verdejo contacted the witness asking for help terminating the pregnancy of Rodriguez Ortiz, who had told Verdejo that she was pregnant with his child based on a pregnancy test. Verdejo Rodriguez Ortiz met up near her home and drove separately to meet the witness. The compliant said when they got to the meeting place, Rodriguez Ortiz got into Verdejo's car. So it says the complaint said that after a conversation between the pair, Verdejo punched Rodriguez Ortiz, then injected her with a syringe filled with substances purchased from a drug point in Lorenz Torres, a large housing project in San Juan. Verdejo and the witness then tied Rodriguez Ortiz's arms and feet with wire and tied her to a block, the criminal compliance said. The witness in Rodriguez Ortiz's car and Verdejo in his own car with Ortiz tied up inside drove toward the Teodoro Moscoso Bridge over the San Jose Lagoon. The compliance said Verdejo and the witness allegedly threw Ortiz off the side of the bridge. Allegedly! Verdejo then shot at Rodriguez Ortiz with a pistol from the bridge above, according to the compliant. The status of the witness who has not been identified is not public information. Cell phone records and surveillance footage from the bridge helped investigators locate Rodriguez Ortiz's body. Her car was found abandoned in Canavanas, about 13 miles from the bridge on Friday. And police found at least one shell casing on the bridge, according to the criminal complaint. Rodriguez Ortiz had recently told her family that she was pregnant. Police in interviews revealed, according to the criminal compliant, 
Kelia Ortiz, the victim's mother, told reporters that her daughter had called her before she vanished Thursday and told her that Verdejo was going to her house to see the results of a pregnancy test. I told her, be careful, because he had already threatened her, Ortiz said. According to the Associated Press, she said Verdejo has told her daughter not to have a baby, mentioning his career and family. Verdejo is married and has a young daughter, but had known Rodriguez Ortiz since middle school and kept in touch with her, her parents had said. They reported her missing after she didn't show up for her job at an animal grooming business. Verdejo represented Puerto Rico at the Olympics in 2012. The same year, he became a professional boxer competing in the lightweight division. His career was temporarily sidetracked after a 2016 motorcycle accident that put him in the hospital. The first two charges Verdejo faces carrying a maximum penalty of death, according to court documents filed on Sunday. But a decision had not been made whether to pursue the death penalty, the documents said. The killing of an unborn child carries a maximum penalty of life in prison. Lavlette, the U.S. Attorney's Office spokeswoman, had said. Verdejo's attorney, Jose F. Perez, said that Monday he, he and his client had no comment. Top Rank, a boxing promotional company based in Las Vegas, which represents Verdejo, said in a statement that the company's thoughts and prayers are with the family and friends of Keshla Marlene Rodriguez Ortiz, with the entire Puerto Rican people in this time of mourning. We are deeply disturbed by the news reports and will continue to monitor the evolution of the case as it progresses, the statement said. The case has outraged many in Puerto Rico, where another woman was recently found burned to death after she filed a domestic violence complaint that a judge dismissed. A Superior Court judge has announced an investigation into that decision. Hundreds of people gathered Sunday at a bridge that crosses the lagoon where Rodriguez's body was found to demand justice for her and other women killed. With some throwing flowers in the water below, Governor Pedro R. Perlucci in a statement Sunday said, There should be no doubt that we are in a state of emergency due to gender violence. The pain, anger, and indignation that we feel every time we witness a crime of gender violence has to be kept alive in us so that we do not rest in our responsibility to protect, prevent, and abolish this evil, as well as to do justice for all the victims. Perlucci said, We are better than this, and we have to prove it. Honestly, we are better than this. And the fact that you, this man is Puerto Rican. It is so disrespectful that you would do this to your own people. At, at that, this is your baby mama. She had an unborn child. She was getting ready to conceive. And you sat there and you killed her and the child. I feel it's, it's like they don't have, it's like people don't have respect for their own people. And that shit is ridiculous. Everybody needs to change. Stop letting all this negative energy consume you. Anyway, along with this Puerto Rican boxer, I have some very... I'm going to just get into it. Former Puerto Rican Governor Carlos Romero Barcelo dies at 88. So he is the governor of Puerto Rico. He had recently died 
not too long ago. And I'm not quite sure as to what he died of. But I can definitely get into that for y'all. So let's go ahead and check it out and see when... I believe it was something that had to do with heart issues. But you are now in a place where you are woke now. So you don't have to worry about being in this world anymore. But bless you. And um, our next topic. This is very disturbing. Honestly. <laughs> like I can't, even, I can't even describe this topic. It's dark web child abuse image site. With 400,000 members taken down in global police stink. That is so fucking disturbing. Why do people put this shit on the internet? It says, German police have arrested four members of a gang suspected to be behind one of the world's biggest child abuse image websites. With more than 400,000 members worldwide, police and prosecutors said Monday. A police operation involving regional and federal German officers raided seven addresses across Germany, arrested three men accused of operating Boys Town, a platform for distributing indecent images and videos of children. The BKA, Germany's federal police agency, said in a statement. Police also arrested one man in Paraguay who is due to be extradited to Frankfurt. The arrest took place in mid-April, but were announced on Monday. The site is no longer in operation, the BKA's statement said, adding that an unspecified number of related chat sites were also shut down. The arrested suspects, who in accordance with German law has not been named, were 40 to 64 years old. The three suspects arrested in Germany are accused of founding and maintaining the site as well as giving members advice on how to avoid arrest. One of them, a 64-year-old from Hamburg, is alleged to have personally uploaded more than 3,500 images. Furthermore, members of the platform received safety instructions for them for secure surfing on Boys Town in order to minimize the risk of discovery by law enforcement authorities. The BKA said, the Pan-European Police Agency, Europol, assisted in the months-long investigation alongside authorities in the United States, the Netherlands, Sweden, Australia, and Canada. The site was on the dark web, an encrypted series of web pages inaccessible through normal web browsers or search engines. Police said that the site had existed since at least June 2019 and served the worldwide exchange of child pornography by platform members, whereby mainly recordings of abuse of boys were exchanged. The site was structured so to allow easy retrieval of images and video of the most serious sexual abuse of young children. You see how fucked up this shit is? How fucked up people really are. You see what I'm saying? Two chat areas on the site allowed members to exchange images of abuse in multiple languages. Europol said in a statement, online child offender communities on their dark web exhibit considerable resilience in response to law enforcement actions targeting them. Their reactions include resurrecting old communities, establishing new communities, and making strong efforts to organize and administer them. The case's latest 
in a long string of global attempts to clamp down on distribution of child abuse images through the dark web and other raids and arrests could follow in an attempt to shut down other similar sites. There were and there are still several sites similar to Boys Town in the Dark Net. For this reason, investigations will go on to identify the responsible persons behind these dark net sites said julia Buswheeler, a public prosecutor responding to a question from nbc news in 2019 federal prosecutors in the u.s filed multiple charges against a 23 year old south korean man accused of running what they call the world's largest dark web child porn marketplace this is so fucking nasty with more than 200,000 unique videos, the dark web has long been associated with a range of criminality, including the sale of drugs. Oh, my God. Drugs and hacked private information. Oh, wow. Several high-profile successful police operations has curbed the activities of illegal marketplaces in January. This year, Europol said it has successfully shut down dark market thought to be among the largest in the world with half a million members and more than 140 million euros in sales to date. That's fucking disturbing. That lets you know how many fucking weirdos and creeps there are in the world. Can you believe that they allow these fucking people? Mind you, this is 400,000 videos of fucking children doing sexual things on the internet. You feel me? It's just like, bruh, how the fuck was you, how, wh- who were you raised by? You know what I mean? Like, the fact that you post these type of things on the internet, it makes, for those of you that have children, I know you are terrified to even allow your child to be on the internet and to be able to have access to these things and being able to see these things. And it's hard for you to leave your child anywhere. You know what I mean? As soon as you drop your child off at school and then they have to wait on you to come all the way from your job, which is probably like an hour to two hours away from the school, you would have to wait. They would have to wait outside for you. And I know there's all these kidnappings going on in the world. It doesn't matter where you from, what country, what state. There's always this fucking weirdo trying to do some weird ass shit. So all I'm going to say is protect your children. Make sure your children are safe because there's some fucking weirdos in this fucking world. But let's get on to our next topic. Our next topic is a little bit more on the positive side. We're going to get into music a little bit because that shit was just that shit right there is depressing. So Lil Uzi Vert, my dude, eternal take follow up is going to be legendary. Lil Uzi Vert's second studio album, Eternal E-Take, was one of the biggest projects of 2020. The album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart and was critically acclaimed landing on several end of the year's list. With all the hype that surrounded Eternal E-Take, fans are already looking forward to what baby Pluto is cooking up. 
Over the weekend, Lil Uzi Vert went to Instagram Live to shed light on his next album. I'ma drop an album and I'ma go so hard, bro. Lil Uzi Vert said during the live stream, everybody that doubted me, I'm s- I'll still accept y'all right back because the more the merrier. I'm not even going to say this shit is hard because I don't know what hard is no more. This shit is going to be legendary. I know that. So let's check out his live, man. Let's see. Let's see what little Uzi Vert had to say on this damn live, man. I fuck with little Uzi Vert heavy, man. Bro, I'm gonna drop an album, bro. I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna go so hard, bro. Everybody that doubted me, I'm still gonna accept y'all right back because the more the merrier. So I'm just gonna let y'all know this shit gonna be. I'm not even gonna say this shit hard because I don't know what's hard no more. This shit gonna be legendary though. I know that. Man, shout out to Lil Uzi Vert, man. I like that positive attitude. Who cares if somebody doesn't believe in what you want to do with your life? The only, all you need is yourself. You don't need your, your, your mama, your daddy, your auntie, your cousin, your best friend, your, your, your co-worker. You don't need none of them people to, to tell you if you are good at what you do or not. You're the only person that knows if you are good at what you do or not. Who, who the hell is the next person to tell you that you're good at something? Can they do it? If they can't, then they shouldn't talk. Period. Point blank, period. Man, let, let's see what else Lil Uzi Vert got on this shit, man. Oh, oh. Hey. He was on Twitter and it's hashtag sad raps. It says, Da-da-da. so apparently Lil Uzi Vert is confirming a SoundCloud tape. So let's take a look at this little video that he posted on Twitter. You know what? I'm going to play it since it's, a little, it's, it's down a little bit. It's there though, 32. Yeah, I'm going to play the SoundCloud vibes. All SoundCloud. Everything when I drop my SoundCloud tape, it's gonna have all SoundCloud bops. Like, like bops, like SoundCloud bops, like real. You know what? Man, yo, that's my dude, bro. Shout out to Lil Uzi Vert, man. I hope he comes out with some new dope ass shit. So it says, fans lost their collective minds in the comments section asking Uzi to drop the tape, but the Philly rapper only cracked a smile in response to the commotion. Uzi dropped his much-delayed second studio album, Eternal E-Take, in March 2020. The album earned over 400 million streams in the first week and topped the Billboard 200 chart on two separate occasions after Uzi unleashed the deluxe edition a week after Eternal E-Take's initial release. Yes, sir. I hope y'all check out Lil Uzi's new shit, my nigga. That is my dude. He has some dope music. It might not be it might not be so often for the older crowd. I expect everybody in their 20s and under to listen to Lil Uzi Vert, man. I know some older people that rock with him, but it is what it is, man. 
But as of Raya X, please make sure you check that shit out, man. That shit is dope, bro. But I got something else for y'all that will probably make y'all laugh. I think it's fuck. I think it's hilarious. I think this is the most funniest thing I don't heard today. It says, Crunchy Black calls out Sweetie a typical bitch following Quavo breakup. Now, Crunchy Black is from 3-6 Mafia. You know what I mean? He's he from way back in the day. You know what I'm saying? He an old school cat. So, let's figure out why he calling Sweetie a typical ass bitch. So, he sat down with Vlad TV for another interview last week. And made some colorful... I, see, I like I like the description, man. They said colorful comments. You feel me? That's, that's hilarious. So it says, at one point during the conversation, the subject of Quavo allegedly repossesses. The Bentley he gifted his former girlfriend came up. Black, who clearly stays plugged in the rap news cycle, didn't mince words. Yeah, I thought they said that he sent the repo because to take the car back from the bitch. Excuse me, because he was so smart enough to not cash out on that car. Do that lease shit. You know what I'm saying? So he was smart to lease the car, so he was able to send them over there and tell a bitch, give my car back. And sweetie, she's a typical bitch. She's a typical bitch. Hoes always, and that's the reason why. This part of this interview, I'm going to go in on these bitches. Hoes always trying to get something from nothing. Listen to me. Dick is more important than pussy at the same time. Hey, just as well as you can sell your pussy, I can go sell my dick. I see what he's talking about. You feel me? All these women, excuse my language, there's a lot of women out there selling their pussy. So why can't a dude sell their dick? You know what I mean? So, like, you can't tell somebody what they can and cannot do. This life is yours. They don't own you. You know what I mean? But he ain't done, though. He ain't done. It says, now it's just a difference from you selling your pussy and trying to whip it on a nigga. But if I'm focused enough, I'm going to whip this dick on a bitch and she going to have to pay me for what I'm doing to her. That's the reason why I'm saying I'm pimping. Of course, this isn't the first time Crunchy Black has made some questionable comments regarding the woman. So he was, yo, 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 yo. So last October, he wasn't even done, bro. He was, he was forced to make a public apology to Dr. Dre's estranged wife, Nicole Young, for calling her a bitch amid the couple's ongoing divorce. Man, crunchy black on a roll calling these women's bitches and hoes. So it says, speaking again to Vlad TV, crunchy black said, fuck her. The second Young was brought up. But he quickly walked it back. Nothing Dre was a mentor to him. He also doled out some advice to women out there saying that they shouldn't marry a wealthy man and expect to be rich after she decides to say, fuck him. On the subject of Dre's prenup agreement, Crunchy Black added, Dr. Dre said, bitch, I got you drunk and made you sign these papers. Wait, let me go back one step because I did say bitch and I don't want to call Dr. Dre's woman no bitch or baby mama or no wife, no bitch because I respect him way past that other bullshit. So let me rephrase that. Girl, I got you drunk and I got you to sign a prenup. She didn't remember that. Yo, that's funny as fuck. Man, I understand. (laughs) Of course he tried to get her drunk because, you know, these bitches is crazy, bro. I'm telling you. If that bitch was sober, she'll be like, wait, what, nigga? Wait, what the fuck? 
fuck you trying to do? You got me fucked up. You know what I'm saying? They look at him like he fucking crazy. Like, bitch, I ain't about to sign no prenup. You got me fucked up. This, see that car right there? This ain't just yours. This shit mine too. So that's that's the mentality a lot of these women be thinking. So I think that's hilarious, man. Crunchy Black got all the, honestly, I agree with him. He got all the right to call Sweetie a typical ass bitch. Because a lot of these females out here, they selfish as fuck. All they care about is um, cars, money, clothes. Same thing a lot of rich dudes think. But you can't always categorize these people like that. You know what I mean? Because everybody is brought up different. Everybody is raised different. Everybody has different morals. You know what I mean? Maybe she don't have no morals. Maybe that's why she a bitch. Or maybe um, Dr. Dre's ex-wife ain't got no morals. Maybe that's why she a bitch. You know, Crunchy Black got his own morals. And I, everybody got to have their own morals they live by. Some, some people don't even follow shit. They don't give a fuck. They wake up and do what the fuck they want to do every day. You know what I mean? So, shout out to Crunchy Black, man. He, he funny as hell, bro. I think, man, out of all the people that's been interviewed on Vlad, Crunchy Black is one of the funniest motherfuckers on there. But um, <laughs> that was just to bring y'all up because all that sad shit was wilding. But I got some more shit on the way, so so don't be surprised. So here's one that I got for y'all that probably will creep you out a little bit. It says, hackers targeting cash-sharing apps, Zelle, Cash App, and Venmo. Here's what you could do to be safe. So it says, marriage and family therapist Natalie Lieberman has worked for years to build a solid financial foundation that money has been earned pennies by penny. She told Channel 2 investigative reporter Justin Gray. Ooh, shit. I got to read some out. Let's see. So it says, Lieberman said it took a scammer moments to take the foundation away. She told Gray the first sign of trouble came when her phone would not stop ringing. I woke up one morning and started getting incessant phone calls, she said. The next day, Lieberman learned her phone had been spoofed, which is hacked, obviously. So it says hackers were able to empty her Bank of America account using the money sharing app, Zelle. Lieberman lost 15000 it made me feel so incredibly vulnerable and exposed, she said. Lieberman isn't alone. Channel 12 has reported thieves targeting... Oh, hell no. Nah. I'm about to put that shit in my cash app. I mean... Man, you hear me? I'm like, yo, I'm about to put that shit on my regular car, man. They be wilding out here. It says Channel 2 has reported thieves targeting victims through cash-sharing apps like Zelle, Cash App, blah, blah, say blah. In 2019, a thief hacked into Ashley Fields' Zelle account after she used hotel Wi-Fi to log into her bank. Ooh, motherfucking we. So that means when you out and about, bro, you not going to want to go into your Cash App. Them motherfuckers going to take every last dime out your Cash App. You know what I'm saying? Technology so advanced, people can get into just about anything. Your Facebook Yo, Twitter, yo, Zelle, yo, what is it? What is that shit? Um, Time. It can get into all that shit. This shit ain't no joke. You feel me? 
So it says, they got my login and password logged in right behind me, Phil said. In 2020, Cash App customers Sharon Moore and Stephen Wynn told Gray they were tricked into transferring money by someone posing as Cash App customer service. Now, you know, <laughs> you, you now, now see, this is the stupidity of people. Now, you know damn well Cash App ain't got no customer service. So why the hell would you give somebody your information when you know Cash App doesn't have customer service? This shit ain't Chase. This shit ain't Wells Fargo. This shit ain't Bank of America. Like, if you like, come on, man. Like, see, you walked right into that one. So it says they were just so smooth. By the time you realize something just ain't right, all of your money is gone. All of it. Last month, Grace spoke with Jeremy Kelly, who was tricked by a fake rental scam. The fraudster told Kelly Payne with Zell would make it easier. Channel 2 consumer advisor Clark Howard told Gray he's not surprised the crooks use Zell. It's the app Clark is most concerned about. Wow. It said it's the wild, wild west right now, and it's not safe at all. Zell was created, created by the big banks to compete with apps like Venmo, which is why Kelly thought it would be safe. It's through a bank. So if anything happens, I can go to the bank and stop the transactions, Kelly said. Howard told Gray, that's not the case, he said. Zelle gives these a direct path to the user's money, and many customers are automatically signed up by their bank for Zelle without knowing. They use the Zelle app, and they're off to the races with your money. Howard warned, he said, when it comes to consumer protections, the technology is ahead of the law right now. The federal regulations are silent on this area because the regulators and the legislators never could have anticipated having an app like Zelle, Cash App, or Venmo. So it says Channel 2 reached out to the Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown, who chairs the Senate Banking Committee, about this issue. In a statement, Brown said, I'm concerned about hacking and bad actors will continue to monitor how banks are keeping consumers' money safe. Early Warning Services LLC, the operator of Zelle, said, We continually investigate in fraud-fighting resources. Zelle pointed customers directly to their bank if they've been impacted. They told Channel 2 Money will be returned if a fraudster or a hacker gains unauthorized access to a bank account. Liberman told Gray that was the case for her. She said after four months of calls and emails, she got nowhere. It was only after Channel 2 contacted Bank of America that her money was returned. If it wasn't for you guys, I had no idea if I would ever be able to get my money back, she said. Howard says the simplest ways for consumers to protect themselves is to opt of the Zelle service. If you're using apps like Venmo or Cash App, Howard says to create a separate bank account to link it and only put money in there for those transactions. Well, I'm going to tell you all this. Don't give nobody y'all information. Be careful who you sending money to. The companies you sending money to, you know what I mean? Because this shit ain't no joke, man. They got their eyes on you. Like I said, they will take every dime out your Zelle, out your Cash App, out your Venmo, out your Chime. This ain't no joke. People are able to hack into just about anything. Whether it be your email address, your Facebook account. Your Instagram, your LinkedIn, your Twitter, all that. 
all your personal information. There's somebody's personal information being sold on the dark web right now. So all them little canceled accounts that you don't have, somebody's probably using them right now. This ain't no joke. So this little cellular device that you have, that's all your information. Literally. So be careful out there. Be careful what you use and be careful who you give your information to. But enough of that. I got something else. Bow. It says, woo, shit. It says, Trippy Red credits Lil Uzi Vert and Playboy Cardi for pioneering change in hip-hop. Explains his Mr. Rage motto and more. Ooh-wee. So it says, Trippy Red misses the rage. He considers himself an in-the-field rapper. So living in a pandemic this past year and being unable to tour have been challenging for the 21-year-old artist. However... Trippy-born Michael Lamar White II is in a good place right now. It's February 24, 2021, five days after the wild artist dropped his first rock album, Pegasus Neon Shark versus Pegasus presented by Travis Barker Deluxe, which serves as the deluxe edition of his 2020 Pegasus LP and was executive produced by Travis Barker, a much-celebrated drummer in the rock industry. Donning red dreads, a blue tank top, and a red fitted hat with a godfather-type blunt. Trippy, a Canton, Ohio raised, Los Angeles-based rhymer zooms with XXL from the West Coast and speaks out feeling pleased with his latest release and cooking up the next one on the way. As a multi-platinum selling rapper, Trippy has four double platinum songs, eight platinum and 17 gold, plus four gold projects. He thrives as a live performer. That's how the Love Scars artist built his success starting in 2016, interacting with his supporters face-to-face, being open about his emotions, and making relatable music. Three albums, including 2019's number one, Billboard 200, charting a love letter to you four and four mixtapes worth he's gone from being an opening act on travis scott's astro world tour to headlining his own since he's been locked away in the house with his four dogs and two cats because of covid19 pandemic trippy's been making more heat in the studio readying himself for the day he got that for the day he can get back on the stage while he awaits the moment he can say Big 14 to a Rory crowd. Here, Trippy discusses his top five favorite rappers of all time. Weird sandwiches he ate as a child, coping with loss, Lil Uzi Vert and Playboy Cardi being the new pioneers of change in hip-hop and more. So I'm about to read how um, Trippy Red's interview went. So it says, so they asked him, are you today so trippy was like good i was mad as fuck for real because i was supposed to see my car today but the guy is on some weird shit talking about ain't nobody in the place today i've been waiting for my car for like five months god damn now i would have bought a new car by now so he goes what's going on with your car nothing i was just getting it customized i had ordered like special rims i ordered a porsche spoiler i got a ca corvette i just be customizing shit putting the wrap on 
it was all white. I made it all chrome and red, and I put a white wide body kit on it. It's the first CA Corvette to be wide body. You dropped your rock album, Neon Shark versus Pegasus, in February. What made you have Travis Barker, executive, produce it? I mean, Travis Barker, he is the GOAT. In the rock world, hip-hop space, you feel me? I just wanted to go specifically in the realm and really do that shit. I sat back and watched Tentacion do it. I went straight to where he went. A couple of rappers went to the rock route. Are there any that you looked up to? Kid Cudi and Lil Wayne. I definitely listened to their projects and studied and really was just taking game from what they had been doing. I wanted to do it completely different for them. But at the same time, I wanted to get some inspiration from them. You were recently in the studio with Ski Master Slum God. Do you guys have a collab coming? Yeah, he's supposed to be on my next album. Oh, shit. Ski Master Skunk God is about to feature on Trippy Red's album. I can't wait for that. So it says, is that the Trip at Night album? Yeah. Trip at Night, is that something you're going to drop this year? Hopefully, I'm focused on dropping songs right now. So as far as, like, the album, we going to have to wait on that. But he will. Uh, he's, um, he said he's going to drop some singles, so that's going to be lit. So it says on social media, you post about missing the rage. What exactly is the rage? Shit, I've been locked away. I'm one of them people that's at the festivals. I come out going crazy out the rips. I'm ready to get back to my stage presence. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of sitting in the house because that's all I've been doing. With all the COVID shit going on, I was just in my creative space. Making music I really fuck with. But at the same time, I'm making music that I really feel like was bigger than the last shit I just dropped. You feel me? It got to the point where I was like, I should drop this shit. Then I was like, you know what? I'm going to give them Pegasus. It already done leaked and all the extra shit, but fuck it. I'm going to give it to them and keep this other shit. Mm, That makes sense. I mean, shit, it was already leaked. Um... But I ain't going to go any further with um, Chippy Red's interview. Make sure you keep on the lookout for Lil Uzi Vert's new album that's going to be put out soon. And Trippy Red's album that's going to be put out soon. Um, now I'm going to do my favorite, favorite part of the show. And that is the horoscope of the day. And, my ho- and I'm going to do Aquarius, of course. Because Aquarius is me, baby. Ski week. So let's do Aquarius. Let's see what Aquarius got going on. Dun, dun, dun. Aquarius. Aquarius. Let's see what we got today. Aquarius. So, as of Aquarius, some people make amazing pieces of art out of junk. They may per-use garage sales or even roadside Refuse and turn it into something special. Although this is a physical, tangible thing that can be seen and appreciated, there are other ways to use the junk in our lives, Aquarius. You can turn a broken promise into into the initiative to do something yourself. You can transform a hurt into creative self-expression. You get the idea? As an innovative person, you can probably make the most out of difficult hand. Try it. I liked it. So let's see what we got for the week, though. So it says May 3rd to May 9th. 
It says, a chance to nurture yourself should come up this week, Aquarius, and you should definitely take it. This may happen because of a cancellation of plans that gives you some time to do something just for yourself instead of filing that time with work or chores. Opt for self-pampering in whatever form appeals to you. Yes, sir! You may have a big plan that seems so overwhelming that you have not bothered taking it seriously. This may be anything from a renovation project for your home to thinking about moving to a new place. Baby steps are encouraged. Oh, it says baby steps are encouraged now because those little steps do add up. And before you know it, you have progress to show for your efforts. This could also be a good week for organizing work plans and creating an agenda to reach future goals. You are a very future oriented and ambitious right now. And anything you do to enhance your financial security or your career, including taking classes or brushing up on skills, will bring greater authority to your future choices and opportunities. A turbulent relationship could flare up near the weekend, but if you get involved in an argument, it will only fan the flames. Always remember that you don't have to attend every fight you're invited to. That's point blank, period. Why the f- Man, I don't, I don't got to entertain that bullshit. Okay, so let's see what we got for the month of May for Aquarius. A leap of faith may be necessary this month to jumpstart a project that no one but you seems to believe in. Taking on a risk all by yourself without the support of people you counted on can be a scary thing to do. But you are savvy enough to understand that this is good despite a few reservations. Proceed. Proceed cautiously, Aquarius. And as you begin to see the signs of validation, you may find that those are less brave than you might want to join. Mm. Oh, want to join in. This is a good time Oh, hold up. to network to benefit a cause or a business. You may meet people who will not only help you take things a step further but who also provide emotional support as you branch out into new and unfamiliar territory. You may find yourself feeling a bit adventurous throughout May, wanting to try new things and meet new people, and generally travel outside of your comfort zone. This is a good thing for you because it means that your inventiveness and curiosity are driving you to higher ground and toward new opportunities. This can be... An exciting month for you if you go forward with care and don't hesitate to consult with experts when necessary. Well, that's your horoscope for the day for Aquarius. It's your girl, Raya X. I hope you guys enjoyed everything that I spoke about today. If you have any suggestions on any topics or you would like to book an interview with your one and only Raya X, you can hit me at my email address. It is X. R-I-A-H-15 at gmail.com, baby. And you can check me out on Instagram. It is RxWorld. It is R-X-W-R-L-D-D. Make sure you hit me on the Facebook. I'm locked out of my account for 29 days, (laughs) you know, because Facebook be bullshitting. You can go ahead and check me out on Medusa Rage. It is M-E-D-U-S-A-R-A-G-E. Hit me on the DM. Uh, y'all can also check me out on LinkedIn. It's Raya X. Um, I will be expanding that page. And stay tuned for some new shows, man. And also, make sure you check out 
my last episode I featured on the Honorable DJ Metal Monkey Radio Show. It is on available to you on Spotify and many more. I love you guys. Enjoy your day. Fuck what anybody got to say. You run this shit. Nobody could tell you how to live your life. Fuck a relationship because they only going to stop you from being successful. Have a great day. I love y'all. And that's about it, baby.